Good evening and welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. This is your host Urvashi Chahan bringing you the latest updates on the legal front. This is your go-to source for all things legal. Let us start. Gangster politician Mukhtar Ansari's son Umar Ansari has moved the Supreme Court apprehending imminent and serious threat to his father who is currently lodged in the Banda jail in Uttar Pradesh. The writ petition filed under Article 32 of the Constitution seeks transfer of Ansari, a former MLA, to any jail outside Uttar Pradesh in a state ruled by any party other than the Bharatiya Janta Party. Umar Ansari's plea alleges that his family members have been targets of persecution by the state and that he has received reliable information that his father's life is in grave danger as there is a conspiracy afoot involving people within the state establishment to assassinate him in the jail. Mukhtar Ansari is an accused in the case involving murder of BJP leader Krishnanand Rai and various other cases. The police states that out of the persons accused in the murder, four persons have already been murdered. Umar Ansari also claims that the plan to assassinate his father is likely to be executed before the 2024 general elections for political mileage and most likely in this month. The plea also points to certain recent instances such as the killing of Atik Ahmed and his brother who were shot dead in April this year while in police custody. In another update, let me tell you that the Supreme Court is likely to pronounce its verdict in the long-pending Article 370 case this month. As you know, a constitution bench heard the petitions challenging the union government's 2019 decision to repeal the special status of Jammu and Kashmir under Article 370 of the constitution. The petitioners in the matter had also challenged the Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act which bifurcated the state into union territories of JNK and Ladakh. The constitution bench of the Supreme Court led by CJI Chandrachur and composed of Justices Sanjay Kishankol, Sanjeev Khanna, B.R. Gawai and Surya Kant had presided over these hearings in August this year. This landmark case which had remained dormant for over three years with its last listing dating back to March 2020, witnessed extensive arguments and discussions over a span of 16 days and the judgment was reserved on 5th September. The petitioners opposing the abrogation contended that the Indian parliament under the current constitutional framework could not convert itself into a constituent assembly. The union government, on the other hand, argued that the abrogation resolved the psychological duality of the people of Jammu and Kashmir, ending the long discrimination that existed against the people because the constitution was not fully applied to the state prior to 2019. As Justice S.K. Call is retiring from Supreme Court on 25th December this year and December 15th is the last working day for Supreme Court before winter vacations, it is likely that the judgment will come out soon. Stay tuned with us. As I told you last week that the Supreme Court has referred its 2018 judgment in Asian resurfacing of Road Agency Private Limited Director versus CBI to a larger bench for reconsideration, the court has now notified composition of the Constitution bench which will hear the reference. The bench comprises CJI Chandrachud, Justices Abhay S. Oak, J.B. Pardewala, Pankaj Mithal and Manoj Mishra. 
According to the Asian resurfacing judgment, interim orders of stay granted by high courts and other courts in civil and criminal cases will automatically expire after a period of six months unless the orders are specifically extended. Last week, the apex court had observed that as per the judgment, a stay shall automatically stand vacated without the application of judicial mind to whether the stay should or should not be extended further and this was liable to result in a miscarriage of justice. Other benches of the Supreme Court have also expressed reservations with regard to the correctness of the judgment. According to a notification published on the Supreme Court website, the matter will be taken up for hearing after the conclusion of Constitution Bench hearing in the case relating to Section 6A of the Citizenship Act, which is listed tomorrow. In another update, the Delhi High Court today sought stand of the Union Government on a PIL against use of defence officers and civil servants to highlight the schemes and achievements of the ruling government of last nine years, alleging that it is a political propaganda. The plea has been filed by former civil servant EAS Sarma and President of Association of Democratic Reforms, Jagdeep S. Chokhar. They have challenged an order issued by the Controller General of Defence Accounts on regarding deployment of defence officers at selfie points to showcase good works done by Ministry of Defence. They have also challenged the order issued by Union Government's Department of Personnel and Training to deploy joint secretaries, directors and deputy secretaries as district Rath Prabhiharis for showcasing achievements of last nine years of the Government of India. During the hearing today, Advocate Prashant Bhushan, appearing for the petitioners, submitted that the use of defence officers and civil servants is prohibited under the rules governing conduct of government servants and also amounts to using them for promoting interest of a political party. On the other hand, additional Solicitor General Chetan Sharma opposed the plea and said, that the plea has been filed on the assumption that government of India is a political party. He said that every person has the right to know and be informed about the schemes and benefits. A division bench of acting Chief Justice Manmohan and Justice Mini Pushkarna granted time to the additional Solicitor General to obtain instructions in the matter and listed it for hearing next on 5th January. The Supreme Court has held that Lokayukt under Kerala Lokayukt Act of 1999 cannot issue positive directions and that it only has the jurisdiction to submit a report to the concerned authority with its recommendations. In this case, the Apex Court was hearing a challenge against a Kerala High Court order whereby a writ petition was filed by an additional Tesildar against an order of the Up Lokayukt that had directed correction of revenue records of property of the complainant. The complaint filed before the Lokayukt raised a grievance regarding correction of an error in the revenue records of a certain property and for mutation of the same in the name of legal heirs of the complainant. The Lokayukt directed the Tesaldar to rectify the mistake in the revenue records and to also receive tax from the complainant. The appeal by Tesildar was dismissed by the High Court, so an appeal was filed in the Apex Court. The appellant argued that Lokayukt is not a supervisory body above other statutory authorities. 
the jurisdiction given to the Lokayukt was only to address the issue of maladministration. But in this case, it traveled beyond its jurisdiction to deal with the matter on merits and issued positive directions for correction of revenue records. The bench comprising Justice Vikram Nath and Justice Rajesh Bindal held that a Lokayukt or Uplokayukt is not appellate or supervisory authority over other competent forums created under different statutes as each of those statutes provide its own remedial steps such as appeal, revision, etc. The Supreme Court has quashed a case for abetment of suicide against an accused and has discussed the essentials to convict a person under Section 306 of IPC, that is abetment of suicide. The Supreme Court bench comprising Justices Abhay S. Oak and Justice Pankaj Mithil was hearing an appeal against Uttarakhand High Court judgment, which dismissed a plea seeking to quash the offence related to a suicide case. In this case, the deceased Ashok Kumar died allegedly due to threats, assault and a financial dispute between him and the first appellant, Sandeep Bansal, who is a son of a moneylender. The widow of the deceased had borrowed some money from Sandeep Bansal. The deceased was allegedly under tension due to a legal notice issued by Sandeep regarding dishonoured cheques. The deceased, distressed by the events, purportedly committed suicide on 4th July 2017. IPC defines abetment under Section 107. The court explained that for the first part of Section 107 to apply, the accused must have intentionally encouraged and pushed the person intensely to commit suicide. He must have planned it and his act should be very close to the time when the person actually committed suicide. The court highlighted that in this case, the incident of threat and assault by the accused occurred on 15th June, followed by a legal notice issued for check bounce on 27th June. The suicide note was written on 30th June and the deceased committed suicide three days later. Crucially, the court observed that the alleged acts of the accused took place over two weeks before the suicide and there was no evidence of subsequent contact or instigation in close proximity to the suicide. Therefore, it concluded that the acts of the accused did not amount to instigation under Section 306. The Consumer Disputes Redressal Commission at Ernaculum Kerala has held that issuance of poorly printed bills on low quality paper or with inferior ink amounts to deficiency of service or unfair trade practice. In this case, the complainant had purchased an HP laptop which started experiencing issues within a month of purchase. The complainant averred that when the laptop was given for servicing, only the keyboard was replaced under warranty and that the device experienced further problems and that its performance also deteriorated in a few months. He submitted that his requests for replacement were also rejected by the service centre, citing a 14-day replacement policy. Noting that the original tax invoice issued by the opposite party was illegible or not clear enough to be read, the Commission stated that Kerala State Department of Consumer Affairs had issued a directive in July 2019 mandating all government, public and private entities to provide bills that are both durable and legible. It further provided that bills printed on low-quality paper or with inferior ink could hinder customers from lodging complaints 
about services or products since the bills are prone to damage or fading. The Commission also discerned that the order had made it mandatory for all government, public sector and private organizations in Kerala to issue bills that are printed on high quality paper using superior ink, ensuring their longevity and readability. Thus, the Commission found that the present case amounted to a clear deficiency in service and unfair trade practice. It thus directed HP to replace the complainant's faulty laptop with a new one or to provide the full purchase price to the complainant. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.